Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Andrew Millen, and you're all very welcome back to the Sally Soul Podcast. And on this episode of the show, I'll be chatting to alternative view editor Matt McGlone, who joins me to preview Sunday's big game against the Rangers. And the Rangers did get pumped midweek and knocked out of the Champions League by PSV. So well done, PSV. You gave us uh, something to smile about because our form has been poor of late. A very disappointing away day when we got knocked out of the League Cup in Rugby Park. And that was followed up last week by a very frustrating 98 minutes of football and a scoreless draw against St. Johnson. The Celtic Soul podcast is available across all audio platforms. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel, Celtic Fanzine TV, please hit the subscribe and alarm button and you'll never miss an episode. Give us a thumbs up and also leave a comment if you wish. Thank you very much. And thank you very much to Martin O'Shea from O'Shea's Restaurant in Tampa Bar for his continued support of not only more than 90 minutes Celtic fanzine, but also of the podcast. Thank you very much for sponsoring this episode of the podcast, Martin. And if you do advertise with us, we will give you uh, some space across all our platforms in the fanzine, both digital and print, in our new mini zine, which we, we take out on match day. That's a digital one as well and goes out to all our subscribers. And also we'll, we'll hit you up some stuff on our website, our socials, on this podcast and also on Celtic fanzine TV. If you're a Celtic-minded business or a Celtic supporters club and you like what we do and you would like to sponsor an episode of the podcast or advertise across any of our platforms, please email info at CelticFanzine.com and you can also PM us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. We do offer free content across all our platforms. We do not put anything behind the paywall. So if you'd like to support us, visit CelticFanzine.com where you can donate for the price of a pint, subscribe to the fanzine, buy a fanzine, or some of our merchandise, a t-shirt, a scarf, or even a badge, or you can also become a member. And if you want a copy of the latest uh, print edition of the fanzine, just a heads up, we have only about 20 copies left here. So if you want issue 128, go on to CelticFanzine.com forward slash shop and 
uh, you can order the fanzine now. You can also order the digital fanzine, which which never which never never gets sold out. But this print issue is is heading for another sellout. So thanks to everyone who subscribed or who bought the latest issue of the fanzine, and we'll start work straight away on uh, issue one two nine once we get the last of these copies out the door. So come on, let's get them. We will be back live in October, uh, a big night with Martin O'Neill, Alan Thompson and John Fallon in City North with St. Margaret's Saturday Supporters Club. That one is sold out, but you can buy tickets for our next event, which is in Petto Browns, and thanks to Aidan Brown for the invite. I'll be chatting to John Hartson that night. That's Friday, November the 17th. It's an international weekend. It did sell out last year when we had John over, so if you're planning on going... Make sure you get your tickets early and you can buy them at pedalbrands.com and I'll also stick a link up for them. There'll be a link up on our website anyway and across our socials. And I suppose the biggest event we've ever been involved in is running the trip to tip, or the trip to toy tip, uh, which we will be bringing the part three in 2025. We're looking at a new uh, resort for the second part of, of the festival, but we will be teaming up at Bangkok Saturday Supporters once again in the city centre for a, a good Celtic weekend or before we head off to lie on the beach and boat trips and pool parties and nights out and plenty of shenanigans so that's the trip to Toy Tree March 2025 keep an eye on our socials for uh, all the info and the dates and I'm hoping to get back over there to square everything up and announce the new resort in the coming months but I will announce the, the date once I sit down with Frank on one of these um, Zoom calls or, or FaceTime calls just to get the Bangkok stuff sorted out first and then we can walk on that new resort we've been looking at for the last couple of months and we promise you, it is some spot. Matt McGlone, um is well known within the, the Celtic support. Matt is editor of the Alternative uh, Celtic fanzine and he's also been hosting some great nights recently in Grace's Bar in Glasgow He's had some very uh, famous Celtic players alongside him on stage for a chat, including Frank McAvenny, Lisbon Lion legend Jim Craig, and the very entertaining Chris Sutton. And I, and I think they've been uh, great noise by, by the reports I'm getting back from, from Glasgow. Um, Matt is also, for the younger members, uh, our younger listeners and, and viewers, Matt was also the founder of the Cells for Change movement. And if you're not aware of that, that was a pressure group. And it was the driving force which got rid of the old board at Celtic. The old biscuit tin was gone. A new era heralded in. Fergus McCann swept into power, rebuilt the stadium to the Celtic Park you know today, and also ended Rangers' dominance of Scottish football by stopping the ten in a row. And the rest, as they say, is history. Hello, Matt McGlone. You're very welcome back to the Celtic Soul podcast. It seems like deja vu. We only spoke yesterday and uh, I failed to hit the record button uh, two minutes ago, so we have to start again. So <laughs> sorry to you, Matt. Matt, um, since last time we spoke, Ange has left the building. He's moved on to Pastures New. He's gone to Spores. He's had a mixed start out of League Cup, uh, but we're not here to talk about Spores. But I, I'm left with 100 T-shirts, Matt. Do you know anyone that wants to take me and T-shirts off my hands? They are in the Australian colours as well, so you that walks in the old T-shirt business as well, you might have you might have a contact down the barrels for me, would you? <laughs> Actually, do have a contact at the barrels in all seriousness. Um, I pity about those T-shirts, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, Ange, I never called that one, to be honest with you. 
Um, I didn't think Ange would leave after two years, but uh, I spoke to somebody who would know what was going on at Celtic for a hundred percent, and they said to me around about March, April time, you know, your, your manager will be gone in, uh, in May, and I, I said to him, no, there's not a chance of that. I can't see that at all. We're heading for a treble, and everything was cosy at Celtic. Ange, the club, the fans, all. Joining as one, and it was a, it was great. Um, and he said to me, "Well, I'll tell you two words. So next time I see you, uh, if it's after May, he said uh, two words: Brand Ange. And that stuck with me, Brand Ange, which really means you know it's, it's all about Ange, um, protecting his own brand and what he's doing. When we all thought you know he was rolling along and life was happy with us, well, life was happy with us. We get five out of six trophies." And no criticism of Andrews. He'd done fantastically well, but I think the man of his exit was a bit... You know, I remember two days before the cup final, I'd been asked the question in his usual... He answered in his usual brisk mate way. Um, he, when he was asked if he was leaving, and he said, listen, mate, I've done this dance before. Meaning, you know, no, he wasn't leaving. Now... I know the managers like to keep things to themselves, but I think we are due some kind of respect to, to know what's going on. Uh, when Hendrik left, he gave four or, four or five months' notice, and everybody loved him. And uh, I think Ange could have done something similar. He could have said, I've came here and uh, I'm a two-year manager at most clubs, which he is, um, and it's, I'm going to leave at the end of the season. I don't think that would have been detrimental in any way. But again, you know, he's keeping his cards close to his chest and protecting his own situation. But I think leaving the support hanging a bit and denying it right up to the cup final when it was pretty obvious he was going. But look, Ange did fantastic for Celtic and, you know, that's life in football. Maybe we just don't get attached to, to people at the club the way we used to. Um, you know, with Ange, there was a real feeling of togetherness. I think he gave that impression, or well, he certainly gave that, that everything was, we're all charging on as one, and he was the sort of spokesman. He was sorting out the press when they were coming in with tricky questions. But he did fantastically well for us, and uh, we just have to move on. And now we have Brendan. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. But, you know, Dermot normally gets his man in when he flew out to Mallorca, or Mallorca, where Brendan's got a holiday home and he spent some time there with Brendan, you know, working out a deal. Then out flew um, the finance manager and the chief executive to tie the deal up. Then it looked pretty certain. And uh, here he is. And... Uh, you know, if I, if I was Brendan and had behaved the way he did, I don't know if I could have had the brass neck to come back. But maybe he sees it some kind of redemption. But at the end of the day, when all that stuff's out the way, you know, we just want a manager. He is a good manager. He's He's been round the block. He, he knows the score. He knows the Celtic Rangers thing up here. Um, so... Putting aside any other feelings, he, he, to me, he seemed to be the what our class is a continuity candidate, so take over from sort of Ange. But the style of play has been completely different, and I'm not entirely sure the players know or are comfortable with what they're doing at the minute. 
And one man who, who I suppose came in the back door very quietly was the, our new chairman, another uh, Dermot, of Dermot's favourites. Another one of his appointments was Peter Lowell. Now, we haven't heard from Peter until he sat beside um, Brendan at the, at the press conference when he was unveiled for, this, for the second coming. But unusually, uh, when things go wrong... There has been fingers pointed that maybe he is involved in the transfers and that. I hope not. I don't think he is, but there are some commentators from within from within the independent, I suppose, Celtic media, who are starting to point the finger. Everything was great on the ranch. There was a united front, fans, board, players. Everybody seemed to row in behind Ange and fall in love with the style of football he played and the results, well, the results were great. You see Rangers getting pumped in Europe last night and it just goes to show how well he'd done in Europe last season because although we didn't come out of the group, we didn't let ourselves down. We had a decent performance against Madrid for 60 minutes. Not so good over there. But home and away against the other teams, we, we did okay, man. So you can understand why there was a love in with Ange and Brendan doesn't have much credit in the bank with the fans and because things are not going exactly to plan and there has been a couple of, I suppose, unfortunate stuff. He's, he's lost a couple of players that Ange would have had in his team and he's also lost countless players to injury. So it hasn't gone according to plan, but the last two games, one has been poor and one has been frustrating. Yeah. You know, we can also can always point to the injury list. You know, the huge amount of players, maybe nine or ten out. You could maybe say five or six of them would be definite starters. But when we're playing a team like Kilmarnock or we're playing a team like St Johnston, despite all those injuries, the guys that we're putting out are pretty much household names in Scottish football. People who know who they are. I mean, I don't know half the half the St Johnston or the Kilmarnock players. Um, and they cobbled the team together from free transfers and non-league players, etc. <clears throat> so the players that we had out for both of those games should have done better. It's not like, uh, you know, we're starting afresh with guys we'd never heard of. Most of the guys had played for the club before. Now, obviously, we've got the new guys coming in. <clears throat> I think Ange has left me his cough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Cheers, Ange. <laughs> mate. Um so, um, yeah, it's been a disappointing start. Go back to what you were saying about Peter Lawwell. You know, by all accounts, and can only go by what we hear, and we judge from people you think might know certain things. There did seem to be a difficult relationship towards the end with Peter Lawwell and Brendan Rogers. And I can't imagine that when Dermot went over there, that Brendan would want to walk back into a similar difficult situation. And I also don't think that the chairman has got anything to do with the club Monday to Friday. I don't think, well, they shouldn't have anything to do with the club day to day. The chairman is really representing the club um, at, at different levels, but not in the, in the day-to-day running of the club. Um, so I, I don't see why that would happen, and I don't see how Brendan would put up with that. Um but it is easy to put the two together that there was a difficult relationship the last time. And at this time, uh, Peter Law was back at the club. 
I actually don't think that that's the case. Um, I'd be very surprised. Only I, I don't know. But the reason I think it's not the case is because why would he come back to walk into the same situation? I, I just don't understand that. Ben Rogers could have sat in his holiday home to get an offer of another job, and he would have gotten an offer of another job in the English Premiership. He definitely would have. Um, where it would have been, who knows, maybe between the middle and the bottom end of that league. But he would have still got a a job in England, English English Premiership. Pretty sure of it. Yeah, he had said he was going to take a year out from football, but when the when the Celtic got off came along, he he was happy to come back. Maybe he sees it as a way of um, endearing himself back into the fans if if he's successful. Um, it's certainly, you know, there was a lot of people silent when when he was appointed, and the the, the vocal now at the forced hurdle when he when things are not going. I suppose according to plan, but I, I like if you if I think we you know a manager needs more time. Ange got plenty of time, um, and people will say he came into the club at, at, at a difficult time, so he was given more more time. But Brendan did inherit a treble winning team by one or two, maybe three players, so he he ain't going to get much much um, credit if things don't go according to plan. No, you see. Thing with Brendan coming in, he's got um, he's got everything to win and everything to prove. Now, the thing is, with that situation, you know you've got lots to lose, as in you must be a success. Uh, you're right; he doesn't have any credit in the bank. You know, and should credit in the bank because we had a poor end to the season, and uh, you know with the cup final to look forward to, it with some pretty horrendous performances towards the end of the season. But Ange remained as in the respect they had. The fans had the respect for Ange because he had credit in the bank. Brendan doesn't. Now, there is a sizable amount of people, uh, supporters, who are just not into Brendan, who maybe won't say much until things go wrong and then they'll obviously be vocal. Um, There are others who would are looking at... uh, the situation where they're not, they're, they're just prepared to give Brendan another chance and forget about the past. There's, there's that as well, but there's also there's other group of supporters um, who just don't want to take to Brendan. So you know, you see that unity is strength. Well, you know, we have to find some kind of way to have that strength and, and not have a negative vibe getting around Celtic Park. So I think Brendan's put himself under tremendous pressure. And I don't know, <laughs> I really don't know why he's come back, to be honest with you, um, considering the way he left. Maybe it'd been better letting sleeping dogs lie and just leave that situation the way it was. Celtic were getting on, their fans were getting on, and uh, he was getting on with life down there. He's came back up here now and there's a mix, that mix I'm talking about, liking him and not liking him. And, uh, you know, we really, we really need to have some kind of unity in that situation. Where, where it comes from, you know, if we turn around and tank Rangers and Sunday Bay, quite a lot of goals, will that win fans over to him? And what happens if it goes the other way? Um, can never call these games. So, you know, I think we have a problem there as far as how people settle down their minds as an accepting 
Brendan Rodgers. How do you accept him? Yeah, Matt, and I'm happy to know. Um, last night, we witnessed the Rangers getting pumped out of Europe, getting out of the Champions League, which will be a big financial hit for them. And, you know, we, we do know that they are not in the same position as Celtic are financially. You know, the Jota, the Jota deal was probably the quickest deal that uh, a chief executive of Celtic has ever presided over. It was probably done in two minutes. Uh, a win-win for, for financially for everyone involved. A loss for us because we lost a good player. But he was always gone when, when an awful like that comes in. But because we qualified automatically for the Champions League, we now get a bigger pot with Rangers going out. But, you know, that has to be invested. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In both the running of the club, because we, 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 I think someone said to me yesterday that but the money we'll get from the Champions League now is like winning the league eight times. That is, that is, that is big money for a Scottish club. We're at, we are a big club. We are a big dog, so the big fish in the small pond. But, you know, it's not ideal preparation coming in to, to the Champions League draw, the Champions League games, when there is no unity. And then we have this massive game on Sunday, which again, ma, no fans. Oh, an, an offer 700 tickets probably right to, re, to refuse because it isn't a safe haven for Celtic fans when they go there. I would love to be back in the Broomlow end with 8,000 of us or 7,000, whatever it was. And I would love to see them back at Celtic Park because it has taken something away from the game. And certainly, especially new players going into that, that uh, Dragon's Den, you know, they could do it coming out to see that colour and that support from from the Celtics faithful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it must have some kind of a psychological effect on players if they're used to running out the tunnel and seeing their own supporters away from home. Because we are every, every single other place in the entire planet Earth, apart from Ibrox. You know, wherever Celtic go in Europe or even to Australia and Japan recently, you know, there were Celtic fans there. So I think it may affect some players, maybe the, maybe the younger players who haven't experienced it. Um, but that's all down to the coaching staff and the management team, what they're saying in the dressing room. You know, to psych, you have to psych people up to say, listen, you're running out there to sheer animosity and hatred. And uh, you mustn't let that affect you. Remember why you're at this club and the jersey that you're wearing and the result you have to bring back. Your professional footballer got out there and do the business. 
Um, that has to be reinforced 10 times for that game like that away from home at Ibrox and no fans. And, um, you know, we <laughs> I see various things in the press over the years and I have to get something crystal clear here. We didn't start this fight. You know, everything was going fine until they cut it down to seven or 800. And you're right, it's not safe. Um, people have been pelted with all sorts of things in there. Um, it's, just, it's just not a safe environment. Um, so I, I would say the same. And until it's a home end each, we'll give them what they had, seven or 8,000, they give us the same. Um, and I think that's the way it should be. Uh, but, you know, there are people, and I've heard it said, you know, that it's a better atmosphere at Celtic Park when, when they're not there. Um, but they'll also argue for having tickets for Ibrox. So you, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, it, look, for every negative, there's a positive, and the positive is more people get into Celtic Park, more Celtic fans get a chance to to watch one of the biggest derbies in the world. Um, and, you know, some people may play it down, oh, it's just another game, but generally, everyone wants to be in Celtic Park when they cross the city. And and that's just a fact. It's the it's the game. It's the fixture you look you look towards when the fixtures come out. When it's rearranged, especially for us over here, Matt. You know, it's it's like you know, have we got the flight covered? Did we book the right day? Sometimes we book both days, so so that because before the flights go through the roof, you know, buses are packed leaving leaving Belfast on the ferry. So it's a massive thing for us over here. It's a huge thing for everyone in Glasgow, and it's also a match. I'll watch the game at home this week. Um, but if we win, I'll, I'll go out and celebrate. It will be strange not getting up to get that flight over. But at the same time, uh, you know, safety comes first. And the thoughts of having to be in the stadium a couple of hours before it and then run the risk of being hit by a missile is not too appealing to me anymore. No, no, it's not. Um, the, the, the nonsense of seven or 800 tickets just isn't on. Um, you know, the club have obviously consulted with the supporters and um, the, the decision is not to accept them. No human being should have to put up with a situation like that. You're going to watch something but at the back of your mind, you know, you could be hit with something. You know, it's, it's just not on. It's just, that stops here now. We're not taking those tickets. Yeah, and I'm sure... We'll not see them in Celtic Park either in in, in a small um, enclosure because it'll be it, it's tiff or tap. Well, you can. There's no, <laughs> there's no way I've I've seen reports saying that you know, Celtic have to give them tickets because the last time there was no tickets at either ground. It was an agreement between the two clubs, and this time it's not an agreement between the two clubs because Rangers offered Celtic tickets and Celtic decided in consultation with the supporters not to take the tickets. And people are saying that Celtic are some way football legally obliged to do it. Well, they better find a way to undo that because if we're not in there, there's no way they should be at Celtic Park. Now, you mentioned Celtic Park. I left Celtic Park on Saturday. Um, I said I think the world was frustrated. Um, we were we were getting a taxi back to Edinburgh. Um, seven or eight of us. The rest of the boys were out of Glasgow. A quite taxi up the road. Um, the word frustration kept coming up, uh, disappointment. Um, a couple of other other words I won't repeat, but not there was no confidence in in, in that car or in, with people we met in the bar in Edinburgh ahead of, of, of Sunday. 
Now, I suppose your head is always going to tell you that we're going to go and win easy, but your heart will, you know, oh, sorry, your heart will tell you that we're going to go and win easy, but your head will overrule it. Uh, I'm not confident going into the, into the game, Matt, because of just the way we're playing, the injuries, no fans. You know, I'm, ho- I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I would be happy, with, you know, we're a point clear of them, and I would be happy to come out of there with a draw and then get it, get the new players settled in, get our players back from injury and push on from now after the international break. Yeah, I think after the international break, things will be a bit clearer as far as injuries are concerned. You know, talk of uh, Bernardo coming in from Benfica. We've already got Nat Phillips, more or less. I think that will be announced today at some point. And we've signed Luis, Luis Palmer. Quite a cool name, isn't it? Luis Palmer. Um, so, you know, I, I think Phillips may feature against Rangers because, you know, we really do need some experience in the back two there. And uh, Lagerbilt has just come in, you know, I think he's done pretty well. But to th- throw him in there, you know, beside A and other, um, you know, Swells, <laughs> quite like Swells when he first came in, you know, at fullback. But on Saturday there, they kept passing the ball. Both I don't know if they were instructed to do it, but both centre-backs just kept passing the ball to each other, sideways across the park. And because St. Johnson were camped in, there were no intention of coming out. I think they ran up the park three times and almost scored twice. Um, but when the team's camped in like that, they're just watching, waiting for you to do something. So that they're quite settled. They've, they've got plenty of time to get themselves organised. And we just kept passing it sideways to each other, the back two players, round about the centre spot for the whole game. <laughs> I found that really frustrating. Sometimes Callum McGregor would come and try and take the ball off and, and he was he was pointing to them, pass it there, pass it here. But they didn't, you know, particularly Swales. I'm not getting on the guy's back, but he doesn't seem to have the confidence to go forward and try and make a pass from a position of safety where you're at the back line and, you know, you've got all the players in front of you. Well, this left and right stuff. I don't know. Anyway, so I think we, we need um, Nat Phillips in there. Don't know much about the guy, but he plays for Liverpool and he's, I think he's been at Stuttgart as well, hasn't he, in loan? And, and he's got a Champions League medal. So he's obviously got a pedigree. He's 26. Most of our players are about 23 uh, and younger. Um, so with him in at the back, it all depends. Uh, you know, I never want to get into a, a game uh, hoping for anything else other than a victory. Um, so that remains my position today. Um, we go there looking for a victory. Don't show any defeatist attitude. And uh, you just never know these games, you know, <laughs> they're, they're pretty unpredictable. I don't know what the bookies odds are showing Celtic at, but I don't think we'll be you know, really too far away. Um, obviously going on the last couple of performances you might think crikey but I think going to this game full of confidence make sure the players know the importance of it and you guys will know the importance of it or to be told the, the guys that have been there before will know exactly what the importance is but we go there and you know we show a lot of character I think if you show character it will be physical and we are not really built at the minute um, to handle physicality so we, we have to toughen up there um, you know I think we need more you know, more height in midfield and situations like that so you know I, I'm of the opinion we go there and we just do our best and let's see what happens 
Yeah, I hope you're right, Matt. Matt, just, just on the scales thing, I think he's an easy target. Um, I think he would have been away to Aberdeen if, if we hadn't had the injury problems. He had a good season up there last year, enjoyed his football, and probably the best move for him because he, he, he ain't going to be, be a Celtic starter. Ange didn't fancy him, that's for sure anyway. But I think collectively we've been very poor. And I think it's easy to make scapegoats. Up until Saturday when Joe Hart made them two saves, he was finished. We should be getting, we should be bringing in a keeper to put competition on him. That was that was the mood in the fans. Taylor, who was who who was our most improved player, or one of our most improved players under Ange, easy target. Let's blame Taylor. So I think you know collectively when the team lose, they you know they have to they have to take the blame. Um, it's not just it's not just these players, and maybe maybe there is better players out there, and maybe they will lose their place, but. It's, it, history has taught us that it's always easy to pick one or two players and if it's populist and let's, you know, let, let, let's let's criticise these and let's blame these because really, you know, the finger should be pointing at more than just those players because the last two two games have been hopeless. Well, you know, yeah, I agree with you. I don't like uh, scapegoating players because it is a team game and you win as a team and you, and you, you lose as a team. Um Scales has been unfortunate that he's been played out of position and he's almost been chosen as a fourth or fifth centre-back, fourth or fifth choice centre-back, um, with the guys, you know, really a full-back. Um, but, you know, when things don't go well, it's, it seems to be an automatic thing that we all do it and we all oh, this, that, and the next thing. But in the cold light of day, you're right. Anyway, I don't think players should be a scapegoat, um, but we, we all sort of do it instantaneous late games and we've got a minute or two to think about it you know we know it's not right you know you win as a team and you lose as a team yeah Matt look just you're a, you're a how would I describe it a veteran of visits to Ibrox so come on climb into my little time tunnel and take me back to one of those happy memories yeah yeah there's been there's been some wonderful games um, I stopped going to Ibrox about 10 or 12 years ago because we are coming out and we were going up sort of Broomlin Road and to save, you know, doing a mad detour, there's three or four or maybe half a dozen Celtic fans going up that way as well on the other side of the road where the petrol station is. And they sort of spotted us and there was about maybe 10 or 15 of them ran over and it wasn't a pleasant wasn't a pleasant exchange. And um, I think I had one of my children with me at the time, so I didn't say, I didn't feel safe coming out of that place unless he had to walk miles away from Wales. Um but you know great memories <laughs> I mean one game that never disappears was I think it was Charlie Nicholas's last game to who bad by that was that 82 was it um and uh, Charlie was was going or you know we thought he was going but Celtic were down 2-0 at half time and came back and won the game 4-2 and I remember Celtic came out of the tunnel first at uh, the start of the second half um, and it was a sort of statement that they were standing there sort of waiting for Rangers to come out and that was a sort of statement of their intent but uh, there's been loads of games I mean, you know I, I was actually at the game with the, with the Ibrox disaster and uh, we never knew anything about it and we came back and I never went straight home and there was days before mobile phones and then what started to leak out that there'd been a tragedy at the game and I hadn't come straight home, didn't know anything about it. It was only a couple of hours after we'd heard it, and my mum and dad 
<laughs> they were absolutely frantic about what was going on. Uh, I don't think I should have been at the game um, because I, normally when I was that young, I went with my father. But I actually managed to go. I don't think he's. Don't you think you need a ticket in those days? Um, anyway, I managed to go without my dad, and uh, so I was at that game away back then, which was absolutely terrible, terrible disaster. Um, but there's been some fantastic victories there, and uh, listen, Sunday's another game. You know, why not? We'll be going there with confidence and see when you're underdogs. Sometimes you play better. Well, I hope so, Ma. Ma, it's been a, a pleasure to chat again, as always. Um, it, it, it's these little chats. It feels like it feels like I'm in your sitting room chatting here. But uh, maybe someday you will invite me up for a can of Guinness. But until then, I'll, I'll, I'll probably bump into you in the pub. Matt, we'll, we'll get you back on during the season because uh, you're always informative. Uh, you've plenty of uh, history at Celtic, on the terraces and, and off the terraces. That's because I'm an old guy now. Well, here we're, none, none of us are getting any younger. I celebrated my 52nd birthday last week. And uh, I have to say, I, I, I'm feeling my age in the mornings getting up. But we, we 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 struggle on, Matt. We struggle on. See that uh, shrubbery behind you? Is that actually grown? Do you actually water that? <coughs> I think you don't. <laughs> no, but the dogs often come in and pissed on it. <laughs> Fertilizer. Can you beat it? <laughs> Matt, thanks very uh, much. It's been a pleasure as always. Take care. All the best. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in again to the podcast. It means a lot to us. Um, we have a lot of podcasts planned over the next, uh, I suppose, couple of weeks. We have some great guests lined up, but we'll also do a very special tribute to the late, great Celtic and historian David Potter, who we all miss. We will keep David's uh, articles going in the fanzine because we have some, some that was never printed. He had given us so much stuff over the years, but we will also revisit some of the archives on, on both in, in both the fanzine and the website um, David's contribution to Celtic was immense not all Celtic legends are players David's um, books and writings leave behind a legacy and we will miss you and we would like to offer our deepest condolences once again to David and, and all his family and also um, another good good Celtic man or great Celtic man who, who passed away recently uh, Vinti from the Belfast Celtic um, Society um, and, and Vinti was also a former secretary of the Ben Madigan Celtic Supporters Club and a regular on the boat Vinti came down to draw uh, a couple of years ago when we had the Celtic Society the Belfast Celtic Society came down and, and done the presentation and brought down some of the, the wonderful stuff they have from over the history from that great club and um we had a brilliant night that night, very uh, informative night. And uh, you know, Vinti loved he loved Belfast Celtic, he loved the history, and he, and he loved the Glasgow version of Celtic as well. So uh, again, to to, to Vinti's uh, friends and family, uh, deepest condolences. I'd like to thank Martin O'Shea uh, from O'Shea's Restaurant in Temple Bar once again for his kind sponsorship and for his continued support of of, of everything we do across across all our independent Celtic media platforms. Um, It'll be strange this week, as I said earlier, not making not making our way to, to Dublin Airport to take a flight across the water. Um, I'll be watching at home. Um, I'm sure Celtic fans will be packed into every pub in Glasgow 
Well, every, every pub of, of, of a green and white persuasion in Glasgow and around the globe, you know, Celtic fans would gather at all, all times of the, the day, night and, and early morning for, for this one. So um, let's hope you're all celebrating wherever you're watching. I'll be watching at home. Um, I have, I'm booked to drop my mum and dad uh, up to Carlingford for, for a, little, a little weekend. They're going heading off to in, enjoy themselves and hopefully they'll be celebrating a, a win at Oibrox. Uh, and once I get back, if we do get that result, I'll be going out to celebrate myself and um, I'll be spinning a few tunes then later on in the album. So uh, expect a few, a few out of the ordinary tunes that night if we, if we get the result. So that's it, folks. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, thanks for the continued support. As I said, let's hope we're celebrating on Sunday. Let's hope it's a beautiful Sunday. Keep the faith and uh, I'll see us on our travels. Thank you very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.